Thank you. Good evening. Today is Wednesday, June 30th, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter is uh, chapter six, Interaction, and the step is 11. And our speaker tonight is Nancy Z. Thank you, Nancy. You have 20 minutes to start speaking. Thanks. Thank you. Hey everyone, I'm Nancy, um, recovered compulsive eater, anorexic bulimic. I am so grateful to be here tonight and it's just so wonderful to see all your, all your faces. Thank you for being here. I am nervous, um, but I'm excited. Um, I, I was thinking earlier, oh my gosh, I have like an ocean of words to pour into a kiddie pool. You know, it's like, so, so I'm asking God to please keep me on, on target here. Just want to share a little bit about me and where I came from. Um, so I have been a compulsive eater since I can remember. As a child, um, as, in high school, I was overweight. I was teased a lot. I felt horrible. Shopping was um, a nightmare the whole shebang, a lot of you, most of you know what it's like um, at that age. And when I graduated high school, I decided I was not gonna spend my life um, fat, like my mom, like my aunts, like my cousins, I was gonna be different. And that's when my journey with anorexia and bulimia began. And it, and it took me down, it took me down hard. Um, and I spent many years um, as a bulimic, uh, vacillating back and forth between bulimia, restricting, compulsive eating. I mean, it was just that whole spectrum. Um, I did join at OA when I was 24, 25. My story is I um, am also alcoholic and drug addict. And I found the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous when I was 23. And uh, two years later, I think I was introduced to OA. So I started going to OA. I attended OA for 20 years, um, trying to find recovery, thinking I had it. Um, I went through periods of not practicing my behaviors, but uh, to still totally insane. I was practicing my behaviors. I just was, anyway. Um, I sponsored in this program. I was an intergroup rep in this program. I was at the region level. I spoke and I was, compulsively eating, starving, restricting, um, sick. I was very sick. I did that for 20 years. And, um, you know, I, I don't know what to tell you, except that I, I, part of my story, my um, story about my spiritual story stems from that. So I'll, I'll keep on going. I left OA and I was out for 10 years trying to find another solution, an easier, softer way something that I could control. I really, most of my efforts went to mental. Like if I could change those neural pathways, dang it. You know, those little pathways that told me to go eat. I was gonna change those and I searched every solution. Um, didn't find the solution and came back in 2017, pretty much beaten, but I still didn't get abstinent. I worked with a sponsor. Uh, I was free of binging and purging for almost two years. Um, and, but I was never free of the obsession. That is, that is the key tonight for me. I was never free of that mental obsession. And in 2020, May of 2020, I relapsed. I had thrown up 
in those past two years, but I didn't admit that it was bulimia. It was my stomach was upset or, you know, the food didn't agree with me or whatever the case may be. Um, relapsed in May of 2020 and it took me till December of 2020 to hit my bottom. And I, I did hit my bottom on December 21st. Um, I called a fellow on um, December 22nd and she said to me, are you done? Are you done? Are you willing to go to any lengths? And I said, yes. And you guys, I'm here to tell you, I have not had a desire to binge and throw up since that day. Um, it is a miracle. This program does work miracles. Um, however, I wasn't quite done with anorexia and I started restricting. So I dropped some weight pretty quickly. Um, and in February, my sponsor, um, I got honest with my sponsor and told her I was restricting and she very lovingly, but um, firmly said I needed to find a new sponsor. And I did. Um, after kicking and screaming and fighting for not quite a week. I mean, it was pretty quick, but I did get another sponsor and she and I've worked together. And um, I surrendered that day because my anorexia and restricting um, uh, harmed someone else, hurt a wonderful woman who was just trying to help me and it hurt our relationship. And that, that was enough for me anyway. So I have been abstinent since March 10th of this year. I just looked at my app and I have 113 days of abstinence. I'm like, holy crap, how did that happen? Um, so anyway, let me talk about the 11th step. That's five. Thank you. Um, wow. So when I came into the program in my 20s, the God of my understanding was this guy that lived in the sky, had a big, big book. And he kept black marks in it. And I had a lot of black marks. Um, I, uh, sorry, okay. I, um, I had a lot of black marks. I did not have a relationship with a loving God. At that time, my relationship with God um, was one that, um, was one that I believe God held me in the palm of his hand, like it says, I think, in the Bible or in a song or something. Um, but at any given moment, he would just go like that. He could. And I didn't trust my God. So it was a long journey for me in, in discovering a God that I have today. Um, and I will tell you that a lot of that journey was done um, in my recovery through Alcoholics Anonymous and in my years in OA, um, I made spiritual progress. I, I came to, I tried a lot of different religions. Um, my belief in God today is I, I have a pretty traditional belief in God, but I, I, here's where I'm at with it. I don't know what God is, you know, and I have a friend who calls God goddess and I'm like, yeah, you know, that's great. I, I just, I don't want to box my God in today. And that's why I can't do like, for me personally, I can't do like a religion because I just am really like, you know, God, um, I believe in Jesus. I believe in the goodness and, but you know, it just, I, my God is too big to be boxed into any one concept. So I really try to stay fluid with that and um, be open to what, what my higher power um, has for me. Um, so when I came into this, when I came back and I came into this and I was like, 
why can't I get this? You know, I used to have screaming matches with God in my living room. Like, what the heck, God? You know, I told someone once, um, I hope this doesn't offend anyone, but I told someone once I want to write a book and the title of the book is going to be, what the fuck, God? You know, I mean, that's how I felt was, come on, what am I doing wrong? You know, I'm trying so hard. I want this so hard. Um, what am I doing wrong? And, you know, I don't know that I will ever have an answer to why it took me so long to get this, like get this and to surrender. Um, and it really doesn't matter. Um, I used to like, I think I had to hold on to that, but I don't anymore. Um, <laughs> thank you, Eileen. Um, but I, I, I just, you know, I don't live in the past anymore. I don't know why, except I have a story, you know, and maybe through my story, somebody else can get help. So um, today, um, what I discovered was, I mean, I do know part of the why. The why was food was my God. You know, I had God, and then I had food, and food was my God. Food, body image, weight, all of that stuff determined my value. It determined who I was, and um, I could not let go of that, and um, I had to, I had to hit bottom. It's like, Jen A said to me, you know, I had to be face flat, arms out, legs out, face flat in the mud bottom. And that's where I was at when I, last December in 2020. Um, so that's when I became open to a concept. And I did, I let go of foods. I mean, I, I have to tell you, I let go of foods. I didn't even like know had stuff in them. You know, I was like, <laughs> I went through this period where I was sending my sponsor labels, pictures of labels, and she'd say, no, no, if it's got X, Y, and Z, I'm like, fuck. You know, <laughs> I'm just like, come on. I threw one out in the trash in front of my husband, and he's like, Nancy, it's just food. Yeah, yeah, it's just food. Anyway, that was my surrender to my higher power. That was, I was throwing out my God. Um, and, you know, I've had to do that with food. I've had to do that with my weight. Um, I'm almost at the point of throwing out my scale. I'm not quite there yet, um, but I am weighing a heck of a lot less. I'm weighing once a month instead of once a day. Um, and I, this program is about progress, not perfection. I truly see that. Um, so anyway, what is my relationship with like life with God today? Um, as I surrendered my food and everything, it, it opened the door for God to come in. And um, um, one of the most important lines in the big book for me, this is coming in, um, is under the third step where it says, we have alcoholics must be rid of this selfishness. We must or it kills us. God makes that possible. And I cannot tell you how many times I have read this big book. And I've read that line and it never hit me. God makes that possible. Not Nancy, not, um, not Nancy. I, I put the work in, God makes it happen. And that's the difference today in my, in my program, in my spirituality, in my 10th and 11th step. You know, um, I always thought I had to, like somehow, I, I was responsible for writing it, giving it away, and the results. I was responsible for changing myself. And today I know I'm not. Today I know that's God's, that's God's job, you know? And as I continue 
to um, to perfect my spirituality through work and self-sacrifice for others, God works in my life. And the way that I'm seeing it today is that, um, so my 11th step is I do have a morning time. I get up in the morning, um, I get my coffee and I go sit in my chair. My husband is also in recovery. So he and I do quiet time together. We read a couple books. Um, and then we play meditation music, and um, I may meditate during that time, I'll pray, I journal. Um, Amy had mentioned two-way prayer yesterday when we were talking, because I had put in there that I had put, anyway, that I do two-way prayer. You know, I'd gotten away from that practice, um, and have not been doing it that much lately. So I was going back through one of my journals today, and I got to tell you, my God is awesome. When I do two-way prayer, some of the things that God gives back to me is just blows me away. Matter of fact, I was reading one to my sponsor a couple weeks ago, and she said, I really like your God. <laughs> and you know, I, that's the difference today is that I have a relationship with God that's authentic and real. And I can be, I don't have to put on airs. I can be who I am. And God loves me. I, I always start out with um, um, good morning, God. And then I write out whatever, whatever. And then I say, okay, what, what do you got for me today, God? And his, uh, the opening words from my God is my precious child. You know, it's always very loving. And then he gets firm. <laughs> and there are times when what comes out of that time with, um, with God is so so spot on. It surprises me. It just, it blows me away sometimes. Things that come out aren't even things I'm thinking of. You know, it's like I'm writing about this and all of a sudden, you know, as I, and, and what I do in that transition, that moment of transition is I just, I just set it all aside, you know, and I don't know how to describe that other than it's like the channel opens you know, when I say, what do you have for me today? God is just like, I, I'm out of the way and God is flowing through. It's an amazing thing. Um, and one that I can't make happen. You know, I can just be there for it. Um, so, um, you know, throughout the day, my 11th step, I'm getting better since I am doing 10 steps and I am doing 11 steps. And I'm doing a nightly review I'm so much better today at recognizing when I'm disturbed, when something's bugging me, when something's eating at me, and I can do that pause. Yesterday, something happened to me. Someone, um, uh, someone did something I didn't like, and I was upset, and I was disappointed, and I was hurt. And, you know, there would have been a day when I would have sat with that crap for hours. I would have come home and bitched at my husband. I would have um, you know, I would have called everybody I knew and talked about it and poor me and blah, blah, blah. I didn't have to do that yesterday because it went to God. You know, I, I was like in a 10, 15 minute turmoil and self-pity and how dare you and blah, 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 blah. And then it was like, what came to me was, okay, this is where the rubber hits the road. Are you going to work this program or are you going to sit in your crap? And, you know, sometimes I... <laughs> I'm tempted. I want to sit in my crap, you know, I want to bitch and I want to moan, but I can't do that today. You know, love and tolerance is our code. I'm reminded of that all the time by one of my blessed friends. And 
And uh, I don't want to sit in it. You know, I don't want all that ugliness in my mind and in my heart. And so I was through it pretty quickly. And, um, you know, today I didn't have to carry. That's 15. Okay. Today I didn't have to carry around the stuff and I could be of service to other people. And that's, you know, that's just how it's working for me. One very important thing that I, I have to remember because part of my issue when I was in OA before was I would get this like, I got this, you know, this grandiose, got it made, um, I'm flying high and let me tell you all how to do it, um, is that I got to stay humble and I stay humble by doing my, my, my 1011, by doing my calls, I'm sponsoring now, which is just such a gift. Un unbelievable gift and um and i just I, I i have to make my phone calls and remember i'm not getting too good for that and those are all the things that keep me and fit spiritual condition which it tells me in the book you know that's that is um that fits spiritual condition daily reprieve I can't talk. We really have a daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of our spiritual condition. And um, yeah, so that's what I was just talking to someone about that a little bit ago, but I cannot rest on my laurels. Um, people say to me sometimes, oh, you, you know, doing your, doing that multiple 10 steps in your nightly review, isn't that a lot? You really give yourself a break. And I, I just want to like say to him, this is my break. You know, doing those things is what gives me a break. The way I used to live was not, um, yeah, that wasn't a break. That wasn't self-care. That wasn't love. Uh, it was hell. And I don't want to go back there. So thank you so much for letting me share. And uh, I love you all. Thank you so much, Nancy. Oh, that was wonderful. So appreciate it. Okay, we will now open the meeting for questions or for three minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions or star nine if you're on the phone and the Zoom host will call the raised hands in order. Would the timekeeper, Amy, please set a timer for three minutes for each share and announce when time is up. Okay, you're on Emily. All right. Let's get this party started. Chris S, you're up first, followed by Mel P. Hi, Chris, Compulsible Reader. Thank you very much for your lead. I shared last week, I don't really have a share, but I have a question. Did I hear you correctly when you said that you do a two-way prayer or did I misunderstand you? No, you heard it correctly. Um, so what is that? I'm so confused. <laughs> That's my question, thank you. <laughs> It is a, a practice, and I'm sure many of you on this on this meeting could probably explain it a little better than I can. But um, it is really um, um, it's for me. It's a very active way of inter, inter, interacting with God, of connecting with God. So I write. I do it through journaling. So I write in the morning, and then um, when I'm done pouring out whatever it could be two lines, it could be twenty. 
then I just, I, I turn it over to God. And that's where I was saying, when I say, um, okay, God, what do you have for me today? I actually write that out. And then I just sit back and allow God to speak to me. And, you know, yeah, it comes in my thoughts, but I got to tell you, some of those thoughts are nothing I could come up with. So that in a nutshell is what it is. There's a lot of literature and podcasts and such out there about it. In fact, I believe Amy just posted a bevy of resources in the chat. Uh, thanks, Amy. Mel, you're up. Hi, everyone. Nancy, um, one, I miss talking to you. So I'm going to call myself out on the fact that I haven't called you in a while. Um, I also would be first in line to buy the book because I say that all the time in my head. Like, what, what the actual fuck is happening right now? Um, and I guess what I love so much about that is one is like lightning bolts don't strike and I'm not kicked out of the club when I say things like that, or I think things like that, like that's the beautiful part about conscious contact is like, I, I am allowed to like be uncomfortable. Right. And, uh, kind of wonder what's going on. And, but at the same time, like what's the next best thing? right? Not sit in my own dirty diaper all day and cry and take things out on the people I love. Like there's forward movement there. And I, I just love so much that you speak about like the action. And I also love how much you like, we're just showing humility that like you, you know, like took, it took you a few times to get it right. Like how many times did I have to like goof up and slam my head into a wall from a different angle before, like I was really teachable. Um, and that like, God, whatever that looks like for anyone, like loves you through it, loves me through it. You know, like, I don't know. I just think that that's so cool. And I love your humility coming through about like how it's progress, not perfection. And that, right. Like whenever I think like, Oh yeah, I don't need to make my calls today. I don't need to commit my food today. I don't need to measure that food today. Like I'm in some trouble, right? And so it's it's beautiful because those are all the the little demonstrations of me like waving my hand, being like, yo, higher power, I'm here. Like, where are we going today? So I love you. I love all of you. Thank you so much. And I will pass. Maybe you're up. Thank you so much. Thank you, Team Wednesday, Emily and Wendy. Thank you so much for your service this past month. Really, thank you so much. And thank you to everybody who read tonight and is giving service and everybody who just showed up um, to take part in this. And especially thank you, Nancy Z, for that beautiful, honest, heartfelt share on step 11 and I'm so grateful to have heard your story and thank you so much for being here and giving service. The thing that you said that really jumped out at me and you said a lot of wonderful things, but the thing that sort of stayed was your realization, um, uh, God makes that possible when you're like, oh, that's God's job to change me. I do the work, I take the action, I take the next step. God's job is to change me and for, to change me. And for me personally, like my, perception of God as, you know, guidance on direction. I need God. I need guidance on direction. It direction, the direction that I go in does do the work of changing me. 
if I'm going in the direction of my higher ideals, that is going to do the work of changing me. The direction that pulls me is what changes me. And the directions of my defects change me too. And they just change me in different ways. So the idea that God makes that possible in the way that you said it gave me another way to access my connection and trust that when I am aligning my will or seeking direction, guidance on direction, then that is my way of being open to being changed, being malleable to moving from where I am to, to someplace different. Um, and I just love the fact that like, we can hear in other people's realizations, not only something to connect to what did it for them, but something to connect to what does it for me. So thank you so much for your beautiful share tonight. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Amy. Michelle M, your turn. Hey, everybody. I'm Michelle M, recovered in Chicago. Um, thank you, everybody, for giving service today. And thank you, Nancy, for your fabulous share. Um, one thing I really enjoyed, first of all, everything. there were a few things where I was like, wow, that was straight from higher power. I needed to hear that today. And I'm so, so grateful uh, that I'm on this call because I'm usually not on here on Wednesdays. Um, but I really loved when you were talking about your morning practice, which first of all, I think it's really cool that you and your husband both kind of have your, your own setup, um, but you do it together a little bit as well. Um, I love that every morning you open the door and see what your intuitive guidance is saying of what practice am I going to do? Am I going to do some writing? Am I going to do some praying? And I just, I never, I hear a lot in the rooms about like, these are the things I read and you know, this is what I do. And I think that's wonderful if it works for them, but I also like, you know, what, what creativity is flowing this morning, like what feels necessary to complete. Um, so that, that was really inspiring um, and something that I'd like to try. Um, I liked about how you talked about humility and your experience. First of all, I didn't realize that you were in OA uh, for as much as we've talked for, you know, previous years. And this idea I hear from so many people in Overeaters Anonymous, or, you know, I'm sure other programs too, of that we have to uphold this image that we, you know, I'm recovered. And meanwhile, under the surface, there's other things that are brewing. And first of all, I think, you know, what a God shot that you had that experience in December and you, you know, you said, I'm done and, and you came back to the rooms. I'm very thankful for you. Um, but also it's a reminder that, like you said, I'm not too good. You said, I'm not too good for anything. I'm not too good for this. Um, we are never in the clear. We always have to do the necessary actions. Um, and then of course, I loved when you said these, these actions are my break. Doing this is giving myself a break. And, and I will say, I um, am currently staying with my dad, 
who does not work a 12 step program. And he is like, why are you, why do you have another call? Like get off zoom. Why, you know, why do you eat this way? You know, it's so, it's so different. Um, and yeah, for a minute I was like, is this, is this too much? But I feel better doing this stuff, even when I'm not doing it. And I'm in that turmoil doing these actions it gives me peace in my mind. So by you saying, you know, this is my break, I, I fully relate to that. I mean, I have the chills, like this is my break. Um, so thank you. And um, yeah, just love to share. Hi, it's Emily, recovered in Chicago. Uh, I'll take a turn. Hi, thank you, Nancy. Thank you, Wendy, for your service uh, this month. It's been really fun giving service at this meeting. And um, Nancy, I, uh, gosh, I relate so much to this experience of thinking I had it. Like I'm, do I'm living a checklist recovery. Boom, 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 gold star, end of the day. And at, at the same time, I was, you know, just completely unaware that I was holding on to, I mean, when I did a fourth step this last year, I was like, what? I miss this. <laughs> like, I miss some pretty, pretty big things. Um, and that's okay. You know, I think uh, step seven, I've been obsessed with this paragraph in step seven in the AA 12 and 12 that talks about, you know, this true freedom of the human spirit to be willing to work for humility as something to be desired for itself. Like that seems a little, that, that never really landed for me. I was like, yeah, humility is a nice to have, not a need to have. And certainly not like, I'm not going to work for humility, but now, I mean, I have anchorage to permanent values because of this program. I have a, a place to come home to. When you said, you know, this thing that happened and you had 10, 15 minutes maybe of like agitation because you're human, I mean, I think. Um, and then it sort of dissolves. Like part of when I feel those feelings that we've all shared about, you know, my experiences, like I can feel them and sometimes they move along. But if I wanna move them along a little with a little more like encouragement, um, you know, I have a whole host of checklist items that I can go through, but I find the more, so, you know, sort of the more practice I get in doing 10, 10 steps and then doing my 11th step in the morning, it's like, I can almost just like be still and like move through it. Now, if it's hanging out with me, like in a couple hours, I need to pick up the phone. I got to do more work, but there's all this like beautiful, uh, like flavors of how to move through it. And I don't have to suffer. Um, it also isn't easy because it says rebellion dogs are every step at first. At first, it gets easier. And man, I never stuck with anything long enough for it to get easier. I just never did. Too hard? Not going to do it. Back away. Back away. So thank you for all those reminders and for sharing your practice with those really inspiring. I'm grateful I heard you. Thank you. Floor is open. Maybe one more share before we stop the recording. Someone wants to go? Go on record, so to speak. 
Oh, Victoria, I'm so sorry. Hello, friend. <laughs> hi. Um, hi, everybody. I'm Victoria. I'm a compulsive reader. Um, I'm not going to pretend that I was here for the entire share because I wasn't, but what I heard at the end was just so crucial to the message that I needed to get. And I love that that's how my, my higher power works. And it's just so amazing. Um, and Nancy, thank you for leading us. And thanks for everybody doing service on this meeting. <clears throat> I'm reluctant to share, like I noticed a reluctance to share this, which is why I think it's important to share this because something in me tells me that I'm too good to feel this way. Or like, I need people to maintain that you know, my recovery is good enough in the eyes of other people, but I find it very hard to focus a lot of times in my, you know, when I'm really trying to have conscious contact with my higher power, I want to be the person who wakes up in the morning, finds solitude and quiet and feels at peace. Um, my mind has always been really hard to calm and I've gotten a lot of great feedback from people um, about how to write, um, as a way to help with that or to try different, you know, I do love a meditation, but it's not always what I wanted to do the first time. Or sometimes the person's voice annoys me. And then I'm like, this isn't what I <laughs> need to be thinking about. Um, but I feel like I put a lot of, I notice what I do is I put a lot of pressure on myself to create this experience. That is what I think it needs to be. Um, and what I've learned as I continue to practice this program is that um, God wants to be with me too. You know, God wants to be with me wherever I am. Um, and I have a lot of proof for that in my life and the way things have worked out. And so I just appreciate you sharing about, you know, the variety um, that you incorporate into your practice. And, um, you know, especially, especially during parts of COVID when I first started doing 11 Steps, It'd be like, was I resentful today? No, I didn't do anything. You know, we're like, did I, do I need an apology? No, remember I didn't do anything. <laughs> like, and it just felt like I was doing that for like a long time living alone, you know? <laughs> but now thankfully I'm getting more interaction. Um, this program is giving me more ways to um, see God and interact with others. It's coming with challenges. It's coming with me having to apologize for a lot more things. Um, but it's beautiful in that way too. So yeah, that was something that came for me of, of just, you know, it's great if a ritual works for someone, but it also, I don't think my, I don't think my higher power needs it to be a ritual. Does it need it to be, to have a dogma for it to, for us to grow close. And so, you know, if one day, if it's, yeah, things are, things are a little crazy and like, let's take a pause and maybe, you know, or maybe even if it's not the first thing I do, you know, to make sure that it gets done, like it's never too late, you know, it's never, oh, it's been an hour. So I just, I'll do that tomorrow. No, I'll do it right now. Um, yeah, that's all I wanted to share. Thanks.